Welcome to the Swim Upstream podcast, where we talk about intentional living against cultural norms. If you're ready to break out of survival mode and cultivate a more intentional life, then you're in the right place. Find your courage to live differently and swim upstream. Let's get started. Welcome back, y'all. It's Jenny from Swim Upstream. This is episode six, Gardening Basics. Four things you need to know so you can grow food. First, let's start off with what I'm learning this week. This week, we've been putting together the chicken run. So I have learned how to put posts in the ground. I have learned how to square up the area that you're going to place the post so that you know that it's a square and the angles are correct and that everything's level and all those things. I learned a lot helping Michael when he was building our chicken run. We are going to be upgrading the brooder box tomorrow for our chicks. They are getting much bigger and they are starting to try to hop and fly a little bit and so their little brooder box that they started out in is getting pretty cramped. So tomorrow they upgrade to bigger digs, which means I need to make a little bit more room in the garage for their stuff. So let's get into our topic today, which is the gardening basics. Four things to know so you can grow food. So I thought that we could talk this week about how to get some food growing in your garden and garden is a loose term that basically means anything that you're growing yourself to eat or just for pleasure so there are a few things that you need to know before you can get started with a garden and it's a few things that especially if you're a complete beginner there are going to be things that might confuse you and you don't really know what to do at the beginning and so you don't do anything at all. So let's get these four basics down and then we can go to Instagram and chat some more about other ways that I can help you get your garden going. Okay, so number one is know your zone. And I'm not talking about being in zone defense or you know, being in a groove or anything like that. I'm talking about your growing zone. There are several ways that you can find your growing zone online. You can just Google what is my growing zone. And a lot of times you can put in your zip code or something like that. There's there's several different places that you can just Google your growing zone and find out what zone you're in. And the reason you need to know that... It is, is because it's going to give you your last frost date in the spring so that you know when there's no more threat of cold weather. And it will also give you your first frost date in the fall so that you know when cold weather is going to start coming again. And then that gives you the length of your growing season. And when we talk about the next little tip um, we'll understand more why that's important but for now we just need to figure out what zone you're in a lot of times even in different gardening groups when you ask a question is it too late to do this Um, is it too early to plant that 
I have this going on with this plant. The first thing a lot of them ask is what zone are you in? Because that makes all the difference in the world. I'm in zone 7B and we just passed our last frost date. So I can have things that I'm direct planting into the dirt that stay outside. And I'm also getting some cold weather things that are starting to get too warm and not produce as well. Where other people in like Michigan or up north still have not reached their frost date yet. So they still have cold weather crops. Some of them even still have snow on the ground and they're nowhere near ready to start things like tomatoes and cucumbers. So knowing your zone is very important. So number one, know your zone. Number two, know what to grow. And the first rule of thumb in knowing what to grow is to know what you eat. You don't want to grow things that you don't like. I don't grow eggplant because I don't care for eggplant. I think it's a pain to prepare. There's not very many recipes in which I really like it. And so I choose not to grow eggplant. Maybe you can't stand tomatoes. So then you don't grow those tomatoes. Just because everybody else in the south where I am grows tomatoes doesn't mean that you have to if you're not a particular fan of tomatoes. Figure out what you like to eat and find plants or seeds for those things first. And then if you have the room and you have the inclination, add in something fun or add in something floral. One of the things that you can add in for floral, you can look for flowers that are beneficials. You can look for things like nasturtiums or marigolds that help deter pests. They either make them go away and the pests don't come around because they don't like the smell or whatever, or they're considered what you call a sacrificial plant where the nasturtiums will actually attract different bugs like Japanese beetles who will eat on that plant and not bother your tomatoes because they're eating the nasturtiums instead. So consider something floral and maybe even consider something fun. This year I'm going to try growing loofah gourd. And the reason I want to is because I am fascinated by the fact that I can grow a plant in my backyard that looks like a giant cucumber and I can leave it out until it hangs dry on the vine and then let it continue drying inside, peel off the skin, cut open the ends and drop out the seeds and have loofah sponges that I can use in my home. I for some reason, thought that loofahs were like sea sponges that they grew in the water. But I found out they actually grow in the garden in your backyard. And so this year I'm planning to grow some loofah sponges. So I will let you know how that goes um, as we go through the growing season. Right now I have some pretty strong seedlings ready to go in the ground. Also, you need to know what grows well for your circumstances. 
Do you have an in-ground garden? Do you have a raised bed garden? Are you growing only in containers? Do you have access to things to use for a trellis? All those things will determine a lot of what you can and can't grow. If you're only going to be able to do containers, um, then that means that it determines whether or not you do something like bush beans instead of pole beans. Or whether you need a bush variety of cucumber rather than the cucumber vine that grows and goes everywhere if you're going to do containers. So know what your circumstances are for what's going to grow well. Know what you're going to eat and know the length of your growing season. You need to know how many days of growing time you have. Because when you look on the back of a seed pack or if you look up a plant online, it will tell you what the number of days are from seed to harvest. And if you have maybe 115 days in there, but your growing season is only 90 days long, then you may not get that plant all the way to maturity and you might not be able to harvest anything from that plant. It'll also tell you if it's a little late in the year to begin something, if it might not produce enough before the end of the season. So you need to know the length of your growing season. And that's why it's important to know your zone because that gives you the last frost date in the spring and the first frost date in fall. And you can count up those days and know exactly how long your growing season is. You also need to know if you're going to grow seed or plants. Um, some things do better being transplanted as plants. Some things do just fine as seeds. But again, if you're going to do seeds, you need to know how long it takes for them to germinate, how long it takes for them to go through their complete growing cycle before you get to fruit maturity. Otherwise, you may run out of time before they get big enough to actually mature and produce a harvest for you. Some things that are seeds, like radishes, really need to be planted as a seed and not as a transplant because it's a root vegetable. And they do better when they start off in the ground and stay in the ground. And different radishes have different growing cycles and they they tend to go rather quickly. I have a type of radish right now that it has an 18 day season on it from seed to harvest but then there are others that I have that take about five weeks to harvest so know what to grow you need to know what you like to eat what you can grow well depending on your circumstances what the length of your season is and whether or not you're going to plant seeds or plants then you need to know where to put those plants or seeds. Study your backyard or your front yard. Find out where your light is. When we moved into our little country house last March, the first thing I did was put some tomato plants in five-gallon buckets, and I put them out in the yard where I thought I wanted to plant tomatoes. But after about three days of watching the sun come up and the sun go down and the afternoon sun and the morning sun, I realized that they wouldn't get enough sun where they were on the side of our house, that I needed to move them further out into the backyard. And so 
I moved them to a spot in the backyard. Well, then I realized that the trees on the left side of our property came across that backyard right where I had put those tomatoes and they shaded the backyard for a majority of the afternoon. Still not enough light. So then I moved them to one particular corner of the yard where they get full sun for a good majority of the day, which tomatoes need a lot of sun. And so I was able to find the right light for the kind of plants I'm growing. On your little packet of seeds or on your little tag on your plant, it will tell you if it needs partial sun, shade, or full sun. And you can check the different parts of your yard at different parts of the day to make sure that they're getting the sun or shade that they need. And that's how you can figure out where to plant your seeds or plants. You also need to pay attention to where water gathers or where water drains in your yard. You don't want to put them somewhere where the water never seems to soak into the ground and it's always really dry and arid because they're going to need moisture. But at the same time, you don't want to put it in a place that stays wet and swampy all the time. So try to find an area that has some good drainage. And if it doesn't have good drainage, think through ways that you could help promote that drainage so that you have a good space to grow plants. You also need to consider if you're going to do an in-ground garden, a raised bed garden, or containers. When you're doing a raised bed garden, you're typically not digging into the soil itself. If you have really poor soil in your area, then you might not have the option of doing an in-ground garden. In our previous home, there was no way that we could have grown in the ground in that house. So what we did was we put down landscape fabric over the grass and we filled up a raised bed with dirt and we grew everything in that raised bed. Now here in our new house in the country, our land sits on what used to be cow pasture. And so even though our, our soil tends to have a higher clay content, there are also oodles and oodles of worms and the soil is very rich and the soil drains really well um, but still holds on to moisture well and so with a few amendments with composting and manure and things like that we were able to balance out the soil enough that it's great soil to have an in-ground garden. There are still a couple things though that I grow in containers just for convenience sake. You may not have anywhere to put a raised bed garden and you may need to do containers because you're in an apartment and you only have a small patio on your balcony. You may need to do containers because you have a very steep incline to your yard. There's lots of different options for where and what you plant in. So that's another thing you need to think about when you're thinking about where to plant. And the fourth and final thing you need to know for gardening basics is know when to water and how often. My rule of thumb is 
Make sure you're only watering either early in the morning or at dusk right as the sun is starting to go down. It's the cooler part of the day. Your plants will be able to absorb more of the water at those parts of the day without it evaporating and going away or scorching your plants because it's so hot out. Try to avoid watering at the hottest part of the day because that will really scorch your plants. Um, you also need to be aware that food that has a higher water content is going to need more water as it's growing. So things like tomatoes, cucumbers, melons, lettuce, things like that 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 have lots of water in them need lots of water in order to grow. But then things that don't have a higher water content tend to not need as much water in order to grow like herbs if you give herbs too much water they're just going to get all sickly and die um, and even with the things that have a high water content you want to make sure that you're giving them water to their roots but not necessarily drowning the plant um, you can have issues with things like powdery mildew on cucumbers if the foliage tends to stay wet so you want to make sure that you're watering the base of the plant and making sure that the water goes to the roots and not necessarily that it just sits on top of the soil or sits on top of the plant because that'll cause some issues okay so our four gardening basics are know your zone know what to grow know where to plant and know when to water and how often so, but the most important thing you need to know is to just try it. If you say, I wonder if I could do this, try it and see. It might not have worked for anyone else, but it might work for you. There's lots of ups and downs when you're learning gardening. You'll learn very quickly what not to do and what to do based on how your own particular garden reacts. There's so many different factors and so many different variables that it's really, um, you're not able to really come up with hard and fast rules when it comes to a lot of the gardening practices. Because what works really well in one zone might not work at all in another zone. So you learn by doing. Don't be afraid to try. Stick your neck out and do it and see what happens. This year I'm growing everything from seed. I've never done that before. And I've learned some things along the way. I've learned that some things are going to take forever to germinate. Cucumber and pepper seeds will not germinate until it's warm enough outside for them to actually grow. Even if you plant them well far before it's warm enough outside. They will wait until it's warm enough before they start to grow. So every year you can add new things. So once you get your hands around something and you understand it really well, try something new. Add something like gourd, or try growing cut flowers or try a new variety of beans or sunchokes or this year I'm growing Kajari melons just because they sound amazing. Um, I've grown cucumber before. I've grown 
I've grown a little bit of melon, but not very much and didn't have very much success in it. So I'm learning from that. And this year I'm going to try two different kinds of watermelon and cantaloupe and Kajari melons. And we'll see what happens. I'm also growing them in two different spots in the yard. One will get significantly more sun than the other. And one will have trellising and one won't. So I'll be able to see from that what works and what doesn't. And then I can tweak it for next year and learn more and get an even better harvest. So don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid of the ups and downs. Learn by doing and just always try to learn a new thing. A lot of what I have learned in my experience has come from roots and refuge. Um, I told you a few episodes ago about Jess and Maya Sowards in Arkansas. I love watching her on YouTube because, number one, she's in my zone. So what she does generally will work for me as well. So I love to watch her and learn about different things like Kajari melons and see what they look like and how she's growing them and how they tasted to her and to learn different things like how to plant tomato plants really really deep so that they have very good strong roots. It's it's always good to find someone who's experienced that you can learn from. So Ask your experienced gardening friends. Ask your grandparents if they grow gardens. Or maybe they don't grow gardens now, but they used to. Watch videos on YouTube or just Google different gardens so that you can find out more information. I will put a link to Roots and Refuge in the show notes so that you can Watch a few of her episodes, particularly the one that relates to planting tomatoes. I will make sure that is the link that I share with you. Also, read everything you can about gardening. Right now, I don't have access to the library, so my saving grace has been Thrift Books. Thriftbooks.com is a wonderful little shop that sells used books. They have quite a few and most of them are $5 or less for a used book. And they you only have to spend $10 to get free shipping. And you earn points on every book that you buy that can add up to free books. I think I've gotten about 8 or 9 free books from them so far. So I'll also include a link to Thrift Books and give you a listing of some of my favorite gardening books that you might be able to find there. That's all we have for this week. It's a little bit shorter episode, but let's go on Instagram and talk more about gardening. Show me pictures of your garden, ask me questions, and let's grow our food together. You've been listening to the Swim Upstream podcast, where each week we discuss intentional living against cultural norms. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review of iTunes. This helps me be seen and heard by more potential listeners. 
I'd also really appreciate it if you would share this episode with a friend who might enjoy it as much as you did. As always, we can continue our conversation on Instagram at swim.upstream or on Facebook at Jenny Veliki. You can find the links to both of those in the show notes. And remember, the life you live is built on the choices you make. So just keep swimming. <laughs>